What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, flamethrowers. Welcome. This is Lindsay Gibbs here with Shireen Ahmed. How are you, Shireen? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm trying to be positive. All right. Well, Shireen, half glass full Ahmed. That's what I always say. (laughs) Uh, We are here. We want to talk a little bit about the NWSL. The semifinals were uh, early yesterday and then late last night. We've got a championship game all ready to go. Um, And yeah, we want to talk about it. So yesterday on Wednesday, uh, the Houston Dash defeated the Portland Thorns, uh, one to nothing. I'm so sorry, Shireen. Um, And then in a wild night game, the Chicago Red Stars defeated the Sky Blue FC three to two. Um, Let's let's start with Portland and Houston. Shireen, I know you love Portland. What did you see from that game? Um, I guess starting with the Portland side quickly, who, uh, what, what do you think that team has to look forward to and, and what, what can they improve on from this? Well, I mean, I think Mark Par- Parsons has done a great job. My only complaint with Portland is I just sort of felt like they seemed inconsistent. I mean, they're missing Tobin Heath. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's a big piece. I think that generally, you know, also Bella Bixby getting injured, tearing an ACL is a really big thing. Yes, that brought us Brett Ekstrom, who has been Eckerstrom, sorry, who has been amazing. She had one of the most phenomenal performances I've seen. And, you know, that goes everything, all good roads lead back to Nadine Ingerer. And I think that all of us that know and have been watching women's football for years know who she is and the foundations and the strength of the goalkeeping there. It's, it's you know, un, uh, undisputable. Um, are you arguably, you know, if Portland has the most experience uh, in, in, they have a lot of experience more so than the dash does in terms of playoff. They've been to championships and they've been to finals more, but Houston was feisty. Rachel Daly adds a huge piece of, uh, you know, sort of tenacity and she is, she's tenacious. And I think everybody's tired. Like I was tired watching the matches, yeah, I'm but so exhausted. yeah, I know it's exhausting. Like I was like, what is happening? And even when they fall down, like I've noticed this particularly, and obviously it's a global pandemic and the heat is, you know, stifling, but they fall down. And usually these players that I'm used to seeing jump up right again are, are down for a second or two. And that really stru- that struck me a lot. And I saw that during Portland match as well. Um, I also, you know, all hail Sinky, but I was, I felt like Portland needed to score early. I wasn't, I was preparing for a penalty shootout, like emotionally and mentally. Because the quarterfinals, in the quarterfinals, three out of four of the games went to penalty shootouts. And I was ready for that because of Eckerstrom, Eckerstrom, I can't even say her name, Eckerstrom, but I 
was like, what? They're going to come back. And I mean, I think it's easy in, in strategy and in football strategy. Sometimes we say shoot early, depending on the team and the level of attacking. And we can talk about that for the second semi, but that didn't happen with Portland. Portland is not traditionally a score quickly team. They don't do that. And unfortunately they weren't able to come back. They weren't able to get back where I needed them to. Weaver has, is, she was great in the quarters, but she didn't, shouldn't line up for me the way that I needed her to. And that's, that's frustrating. Like, and I think that ran on the sidelines. Sorry. Just was, was, Oh a, yeah. You know, huge piece. Yeah. yeah. He, um, missing her header action for sure. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I think like with all these teams, I'm excited. I think Portland's had a great past and it's going to continue to be a factor, right. In, in WSL. But I think what you're seeing is the rest of the league's getting better. And in yeah. order for any of these teams to keep up, right, they're going to have to keep improving. And that's a fun challenge. Um, Houston, though, I mean, what a tournament. They came in from the beginning of this tournament and said, you know, they were, they've been one of the worst teams. And they said, we want to win this tournament, and we think we can win this tournament. Like, that's our goal. And I think a lot of people were like, okay, <laughs> cool, good, you know, that, that's great. I was that person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and you weren't alone. Like, and they have the most Canadians out of all the teams. So then my heart is just like, you know, I love Sophie Schmidt. I, I do stand her. It's fine. But then again, I'm like, what's, what's happening here when you're beating, when you're beating Portland? What's, yeah. what's going on? But I mean, all the credit in the world to the Houston Dash. I mean, yeah. I, I think what I see with them is just a team with such great chemistry. Like you can tell, I mean, they're a team that wasn't as, uh, decimated last year. They don't have as many national team players. I don't think they have any U.S. women's national team players. They do have some players who play for foreign national teams. Yeah. Um, but that means that, you know, during these big stretches where U.S. women's national team players are gone, that their core stays together, you know? And I think that, that uh, hurt, that's hurt them. But it, it's ultimately, I think, paid off in a tournament like this where there wasn't there's, – there's not as much practice time. I mean – Th these teams are going into their eighth game in a month, which is just absurd. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, or seventh? Seventh, I think. But anyways, whatever it is, it's exhausting. So Rachel Daly, like you said, has been the star. She broke a 361-minute tournament-wide scoring drought <laughs> with her header um, uh, in late in the um, that semifinal. And, of course, I mean, the star of the show – has been uh, Jane Campbell in goal. Um, she had one really bad game, um, but going forward, uh, you know, she's, if you're going into penalty shootouts in this championship, you've got to feel good with her, um, her in the net. Um, um, I, Jane Campbell's been solid. I mean, I, I feel like she's been solid. She didn't have this, like, she, I didn't, see like the wow performance like i'm still very 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 stuck on eckerstrom for obvious reasons but yeah. but also the communication you were saying the chemistry with that team is they put in the work and it's coming to fruition now yeah. particularly michelle prince like i haven't seen michelle prince perform like that for canada the way she is for houston so it's simultaneously frustrating but also like wow her interweaving with rachel daly i'm like is this a commonwealth team like what's happening <laughs> with this like they're really performing and i was so happy to see michelle prince she's actually one of my one of my favorites in terms of 
the players who I love that don't perform like this for Canada. There's actually a team in my head about that. And I, I, they, they were just, they didn't look gassed to me. This is the other thing. They looked exhausted, but I felt that Portland was just exhausted. And this is, this is going to be as much about fitness as anything else. Now all the, you know, riveters are going to come after me and be like, wait, what are you talking about? And I'm not saying anything bad about Portland. I will die on this hell. I love them. They're the greatest women's football team. But, but it came down to match strategy and Houston had the better match. Yeah, they absolutely did. So let's talk about the hashtag NWSL after dark game that we got uh, <laughs> late last night, which in- included two very quick goals in the beginning. But <sighs> we found all the goals that have been missing all tournaments. So <laughs> I-, I decided so. Um, you had b- two very quick goals by the Chicago um, Red Stars, who this this game's gonna talking about this game's gonna really confuse me because I always get like since there's a Chicago Sky in the WNBA and I talk about them so much when Sky Blue and the Chicago Red Stars play each other, my brain. Yeah. So apologies in advance for all the slip ups I will have. Um, and on that note, <laughs> on that note. Sky was out there cheering for them and beautiful, beautiful. One of my favorite people on Twitter is Gabby Williams, who plays for Chicago Sky. And she's just like, they love it. They're showing photos of them and videos from them from the wobble. Like this cross sports support is everything. It's wonderful. And it's really like we haven't seen it as much in women's sports. And a lot of that's because, you know, the NWSL has just been growing up in recent years. Do you know what I mean? But it's I think you're seeing across women's sports from the fan side, from the media side and from the player side, this solidarity, you know, mm-hmm. and not that it was ever like hatred, but I think everyone's busy and you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. tired. And I just, yeah. I think like everyone's really realizing how much stronger, sorry, it's very cheesy, but how much stronger we are when we all kind of root for one another. And it's been really great to see, like you said, the images from the, from the wobble of whether it's the, uh, Liberty players cheering yeah. on you or, yeah. uh, you know, Allie Quigley and uh, Vandersloot giving um, the Red Stars a shout out. Um, but anyway, yeah, so to, to quickly go uh, recap that game, if I even dare, um, you had a quick couple of goals by, Scott, by Chicago to get up early. Things did not look good for the um, – sky blue but then towards the end they gave they scored two quick goals <laughs> they freed midge purse that's why like why the fuck is she in the back well someone Open. no one has answered that question why is midge purse in the back like well I it's don't for know. NW, it's for u.s women's national team reasons yeah 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 anyway i mean look that's one of the ongoing things the conflict within wsl is that u.s soccer still play till still uh you know pays so many salaries and it's still that's still the mega thing. So it's always going to have this hold over the WSL that is not ideal. And hopefully, you know, one day they will literally both be super powerful entities. <laughs> and yeah. we can, you know, we can, uh, we can yeah. be fighting about that. But anyways, Shireen, I don't even really know how to re- how to, uh, what to take from this game, honestly, because it was just, it was so all over the place. So let's start with Sky Blue, who we t- we we stand on the show. Um, Elise LeHue, who is just oh, yeah. the general manager there, who has just taken that club from the basement in every single way <laughs> of the league. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge Elise fan. Yeah, huge. In, in, She's in, 
I respect her. She's one of the people and, you know, front office folks who is so connected to the team, ear to the ground. I, I have so much respect for her as an, yeah, as like a, a, a business person, a supporter of women's sport, like just can't say enough. This has suddenly turned into the Elise LaHue fan club podcast. That's what this well, has turned into. I feel like you have to give them, you know, she's such a big part of their turnaround. And oh, yeah. I think that, you know, even at the start of this tournament, so they were missing both Carly Lloyd and Mallory Pugh, which mm-hmm. those are two pretty big pieces to be missing. And last year they, you know, you know, they haven't been that great. So there was not very high expectations in their first couple of games they like didn't even score and they looked uh-huh. really yeah. outmatched and it was really rough and so then for them to finally you know uh freya their coach kind of kept her she said i have a strategy here there's a plan she stuck <laughs> to it and you know not only did they you know actually get a win in the group play they ended up getting a win in the quarters and, and mm-hmm. made the semis which i think is just a place that nobody saw them um, so, but who did you, um, uh, see from sky blue? What, what, what pieces of sky blue are you going to take from this tournament before we move on to the powerhouse red stars? Well, I have a WhatsApp group with Meg Linehan and Steph Yang and Rose Serena and ideas and Steph had said something that stuck with me that she thinks Kaylin Sheridan should be the starter for, um, Canada. Kaylin Sheridan is yeah. Sky Blue's keeper, and she's number three. She's three-string goalie for Canada right now. Steph Labay of the Courage is number one. And Kaylin's performance has been really, really solid. I mean, Chicago is a tough team. And I'll be very honest with you, when um, Sam Kerr left, I was like, aw, that's too bad for them. They're done. They're not done. Sam Kerr's thriving at Chelsea, but this team's doing just fine. They have Julie Ertz. You're never done with Julie Ertz. No, no, but see, I mean, then again, yeah. I'm not part, I'm not like a card-carrying member of the Julie Ertz fan club. I'm not. Okay. I think she just plays a very American style of, of football. She bulldozes through everything, which is great if you're a defender, but I like a little more finesse with my defending. I like all but, bulldozing. I'm very yeah, American in that way. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which, is, which is great, like, which is, which is fine. However, um, I think that there's, there's pieces in me that, you know, I, you know, I watch European women's football as well. And I, I love that. I love all of that. Like if we're going to go into discussions about sky blue, I think they play a game and this is what I love about them. They play a style of football of women's soccer that actually matches the strength of their players. And I know that's not a difficult jump to make and it's what ideally they should be doing, but they put it into action. And they Julie Ertz plays with her strengths, literally. And yeah. I think that pushing that forward, I think Savannah McCaskill is one of the hardest working women in soccer that I've seen play. Yeah, she just absolutely. gives and gives and gives. Every time I see her, I'm like, wow. And I feel like she played like that when she was in middle school and high school and in uni. Like she just, she gives and gives. And I love seeing it come together. I mean, her goal, I was happy for her because she's not a superstar. She's not, she's not one of like, you know, the country's most foremost football player she's not but she should be I just like I like her work ethic um so I mean sky blue again I think that I know I'm flipping between yeah we're flipping back so McCaffrey I think she used to be on sky blue right but now a long time yeah I think she's been Chicago at least three seasons yeah yeah um they kept referring to it as her former team last night yeah um But really quickly, before we fully move on from Sky Blue, I just want to give a shout out to someone who was really kind of a, a breakthrough performer was Jennifer Cudjo, the uh, 26-year-old yeah. Ghana yeah. native who 
um, just had a short-term contract for the Challenge mm-hmm. Cup and all of a sudden in midfield just was phenomenal. And look, I think there's been a lot of criticism over the purse decision and where she's playing, but Freya Coombe is really stuck to it as part of her long-term strategy and is, I think, making it work, um, even though it might not have been her first choice um, of things to do. And um, ultimately, I'm really excited for the future of Sky Blue. And I think that any team that's kind of doing things right, doing things right off the field will translate to on the field right players want to play there now they're going to be in red bull next year you know this is there's an exciting future for this team um and should we move on to uh chicago yeah (laughs) good Uh, so they scored three goals, uh, well, four if you include Julie Ertz's own goal, which was off of a Pert's, uh, strike. And, yeah, I mean, where they didn't even have Casey Short out there, who's one of their yeah. best players. Uh, hopefully she'll be good to go in the final. Um, but, you know, they looked so dominant. And after seeing them, I was at the championship game last year, saw them lose 4 nothing to the Courage. And saw them, you know, then saw Sam Kerr left and I didn't think they were done, but I didn't think that maybe they would bounce back as quickly as they did. I think they've had a really great game plan. Um, they've done a great job managing their players. I think Alyssa Nair is the t- one of the toughest minded goalies um, in the league and has really stuck, uh, kind of kept her uh, stuck together. And I, I've said repeatedly through the Challenge Cup that I saw her play last year and the maturation of her game, of her poise, of her confidence has struck me. Like I kept saying last year in our hot takes and stuff that I thought she was the weakest link in the U.S. women's national team. I mm-hmm. still believe that. Last year, I feel she was. I don't think her confidence level was where it is now. Now, Chicago has done so much for that. I think she deserves to be in the final. I really do. I think that that team... Although, like, you know, I, it, not everybody can be a squad full of Saki Kumagar or Shimis van der Sanden. But, like, you know, and I say that thing that, you know, tongue-in-cheek about finesse on Chicago Red Stars. But that being said, like, you know, I think um, Nair is she's, – she's coming along. She's maturing. I wouldn't be surprised if she was the number one keeper in the next couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised at this. I mean, bar- barring Adriana French's, like, recovery – I think that she Barling litter well, or anyone in Portland it seems. Anyone, yeah. <laughs> My God. So yeah. and I think one of the things that I want to speak to about, you know, just this program in general and women's soccer in, in, in the United States is the high level that there is there is because if Britt Eckerstrom can't even make the US national team and her performance is undoubtedly and arguably one of the best we have seen in goalkeeping look how strong the program is in the United States. And that's something that everybody can be really proud of, but also create spaces for people to keep getting involved and keep doing that. Like you'll, it will only get better. And Nair is just fantastic. I also will never recover. She's so cute when they, they won and her team came running at her and she's like, everybody chill, everybody be cool. Cause she hadn't and even then, saved a goal. Like she knew yeah. this was in the quarterfinals. There was a shootout. Yeah. 
and she didn't save one. The only miss was, I think, off of a crossbar. Yeah, know? it was the and post. So, yeah. But of course, her team came and to really congratulate her. And just in typical, she was like, no, no. And then finally, she just gave in. And I joked, it's like me and you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, too, is that like when we look at the technical aspect of goalkeeping, the way you stand, the way you psych out, the person taking the pen is huge. Her presence in the net is intimidating. And these are all factors, including the pen taker, who, where they stand, what they look like, which way she's jumping, which way she does this. And, you know, like I, there's a people discount how much that a goalkeeper has to do with that. And yes, albeit I'm the mother of a goalkeeper and I've learned a lot in the last, <laughs> in the last six years about the technique. Cause I've, I've always been a forward, like I'm a striker and that's pretty much it. But I think that that has been really beautiful fantastic goalkeeping is another huge takeaway for me in this. And I, I, we see it from, we definitely saw it strength from sky blue, uh, from Portland. Yes. From, from dash. Yes. From, you know, all of them. Like for me, that's the underlining theme here from all these teams that were played in the semis. That was our goalkeeping was, was fantastic. Absolutely. And um, another Chicago player I want to, St. George has had a great, uh, she got a goal, had a great um, tournament. She's been so fun to watch. You know, these players who are getting back from injury, do you know what I mean? I think like Mm -hmm. one of the things that's discounted when we talk about like these players could have not done anything this month and still gotten paid, right? Because that's (laughs) the way the contract works out, right? They could have done absolutely nothing. And I think that, you know, it's, it just shows not only just like how much they want it, but how few opportunities there are, right? And that they knew like, this is a rare opportunity. If I'm healthy, I want to be out there. I want to be with my team. I want to see if I can prove something both to the national team coach who was sitting there right there in the stands the whole time. Um, but just also to myself and to my team and to the world, because like you said, there is so much talent brimming, um, up and down these rosters, you can have someone sign a short-term contract and become a star. You've got to hold on to your your spot, right? You've got to show up. And um, it's been inspiring to see these women do this when they, under really difficult decisions, when arguably they shouldn't even have been, have had to do it at all. Um, and also another Chicago player who I really do hope gets a goal because she's gotten so close uh, is Kelia Watt, who has just been um, another mm, yeah. just love seeing um, come. And she's, it's funny, she's had a few opportunities where you can see she gets overexcited and just, just misses, <laughs> like, just like puts a little too much on it. Um, yeah. So I'd love to see her um, quickly, um, as quickly as we do anything, uh, what do you see in the final dash versus, um, red stars? We're going to have a new champion. So that's exciting. Yeah. I think that, uh, and this is a big, big prediction. I, I feel like they're both, both, uh, what I really love about both these teams is they haven't peaked. I don't think you, and they may not have, I think they're on the verge of it. I feel like my gut is telling me that Chicago will win. And this isn't just because I love Sandy Herrera. I love Sandra so much and she's been fantastic, but, and I haven't drunk the Kool-Aid. But I said this on Twitter, my pettiness will outweigh my like national pride. And although Houston, like I said, has the most amount of Canadians, you know, people like Bianca St. George, like get on that train. So I, I really don't know. It'd also be really interesting for me not to be emotionally involved in a final. That's always fun for me because a team that I love never actually gets to the final. So it'll be great for me to sit back and not be as wrought with like 
emotion and just watch the match. I do feel like at this point, um, I feel right now that Chicago will probably take it, but I, you never know. Like you said, Campbell and that, and then people stepping up in there, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly excited. I think we're going to see, um, I, I, you know, look, I, I, we all know, I mean, Shireen is much, Shireen is, her soccer bona fides are much, much deeper than mine. And I would never pretend to, and I am a, I'm a very much the American who grew up watching the NFL and not soccer. And I like scoring and I like things and I've, I've, I've evolved a little bit, but three straight scoreless games was a lot, was, was a lot for me. So uh, it's, it's boring. And I mean, last <laughs> night, like last night when there was, you know, goals from both teams, like what we had last night and Lindsay was so happy because you're like, what is going on? Because we hadn't seen it. Yeah. This is exactly what football can be and should be. It was a riveting match. I mean, I had some technical problems with my CBS last night. Like it kept stalling on me. So then I'm like screaming at my kids to get off the internet. Like, get off the internet! <laughs> It's like it's Shireen momming and watching football is not not a pretty picture sometimes, but like, um, you know, I'm excited. I could watch it with Jihad and it was just, I was really hopeful. And what soccer does is that, and you know, in the 78th minute they score and Midge Purse scores. And then I'm like, it could be it. It could be it. Cause we've seen that in history. We've seen those comebacks. Like they're, they're riveting, they're phenomenal. And then it doesn't happen, but that hope is there. And that's what, that for like penalty kicks are just exhausting they're absolutely you you know you're you're fraught with emotion and you're just you can't handle it so but it was um it was it was it was just great like i i hope we get a match like that if we get a one like if we get a a penalty shot type of final i'll be really disappointed i want to see the play out like it was yesterday and basically the second semi-final for challenge cup gave fans what they really wanted You know, because you're right after a while. And Lindsay, I think this just speaks to you saying what your tradition is, you know, of sport and watching NFL. This is the beauty of the NWSL. It can draw everybody in. And that's, that's the important thing. Like, I mean, I really hope there'll be a day where you text me and be like, oh my God, did you see the Wolfsburg goal? You know, like, I really hope that no. (laughs) One day at a time, Shereen, one day at a time. But listen, I've, I've come a long way. I do just like to, because you, everyone's, everyone mocks the us Americans being like soccer is so low scoring and stuff but it did you know it helps have a little excitement and oh, uh, yeah this is going to be a big deal with uh in the states this game was going to be on CBS proper so the very first game of the tournament was on CBS and drew half a million viewers yeah. and so yeah. this one's going to be back on television um on CBS and so you know for there's <laughs> a lot of pressure on their shoulders. They're playing for all of us. And I'm excited to see what Houston and what Chicago pull up. And I think that uh, hopefully the nation's going to be exposed to a lot of really exciting and feisty players that they don't know their story and they're just going to fall in love with the game more. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see that. I mean, for me, during the pandemic, CBS All Access was the easiest purchase I made. Like, oh, yeah. when best I think about dollars, yeah, best six dollars. <laughs> and like, the air fryer was really not necessary that I did get, but CBS All Access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pandemic purchases, but I think this one has been has been wonderful. And of course, you and I have talked about this that there's that level where we feel stressed out. We want everyone to be safe in a pandemic because we realize there is a pandemic, but at the same time these women play their hearts out and are giving us so much joy. And I'm so happy and so grateful to that. But also, you know, CBS coverage has been huge. And I, I can tell you, 
undoubtedly I never would have bought CBS ever if it wasn't for women's soccer. No way I would have bought it. You're uh, getting your Toronto inroads right here, CBS. <laughs> this is good. Um, you have your Toronto spokeswoman. Um, well, yeah, I think we can just say on the safety note, just, you know, kudos to what the NWSL has done and getting through this month and in going first. And it's been difficult in so many ways. And I'm excited to, to for hopefully a really thrilling conclusion. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Everyone tune in on, let me get the exact date and time up. <laughs> it's the 26th at 1230 PM Eastern. On Wait, that's Sunday or Saturday? That's Sunday. Finals on Sunday? That was on Saturday. Uh, not according to the NWSL website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I tweeted out this on Saturday. People could be mad. <laughs> Hopefully, Thank you for this. Hopefully you're not the only person there getting their news from. Oh, dear. Okay. And honestly, now, Shereen, I'm glad we did this hot take. So Yeah, same here. Like, <laughs> and I said to my family, nobody talked to me on Saturday, but I'll just ride that. So that's yeah, 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 you might not want to change that. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> extend it a day. All right. Awesome. Uh, all right. Thanks, flamethrowers. Bye. Bye.